0: a lot of women ask me a lot of times what the difference is between ancestral karma and ancestral curses because one of the biggest myths that i actually hear from women is that a am i doomed to repeat all these fa- family traumas karmic patterns toxic relationship patterns addictions physical illness you know you name it just like my family or be worse, this is worse, thinking that there's some kind of curse or like what is known as brujería in Spanish that actually is causing these unlucky things to happen. Ancestral karma is not a curse per se. Not all of us are cursed, but all of us do carry some form of that karma, of ancestral karma in our DNA. Today on the Sovereign Woman Movement podcast, we're going to be talking about what is karma versus a curse, why you're not doomed to repeat your family traumas, and how you can stop the pattern so you can rewrite your bloodline's legacy and yours. Saddam, Saddam, and welcome, welcome to the Sovereign Woman Movement podcast, where it is our intention and mission, and where we believe that all women can break patterns of ancestral karma in their lineage, all with my SWC method. Of kundalini yoga therapy and acim spiritual psychotherapy all of this so we can reclaim our sovereignty in all areas of our lives sat nam sat nam and welcome welcome happy happy friday to all of you i am just like running around all day today of course i'm a, a true capricorn and so i have a very big trip coming up we're going to be gone for quite a few days out of the country completely. And of course, you know, like a true Capricorn, I overbooked myself today with not only personal things to do, but also like business things that I need to wrap up because although I still will be coaching, doing my coaching calls from where we're going, uh, as well as teaching a couple or three, a couple of classes a, a week. I want to be as organized as possible because the worst thing that you can do is go on a trip and you know have all these billions of things to do and I've been an entrepreneur for a long time since like 2005 so I've always I've been used to carrying my work with me everywhere but now I'm more organized and create more systems so that I don't do that because it's not fun or fair also if you're You know, supposed to be with your family, and instead, you're on the computer doing all these things, which is one thing that I don't miss from uh, when I was a real estate broker. And now, when now that I've opened my coaching company and I teach uh, the Sovereign Woman Academy, which is my group coaching program, I also have a membership community where I teach three classes a week. Everything is virtual, so a lot of it is just creating systems, getting organized so that I can be traveling and still work in my business uh, and make sure that it's strategic and organized as it relates to the times because it's not fun definitely if you're going to be too much into your work but anyhow I digress in either case I have there's so much going on today and I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to make it all happen but I still wanted to jump on today like promised and talk to you a little bit about ancestral karma versus ancestral curses, because a lot of people get that confused. And one of the things that I, especially like in my culture, because um, I was born in Mexico and in our culture, there's like a lot of uh, people that definitely believe in like the brujería and all this other stuff, right? Like curses and all of that. And I'm not necessarily saying that it doesn't exist, but I really want to get to the root of why this impacts some people and why it doesn't impact everybody or else everybody would be cursed and also what the difference is between that and karma because there's a big difference and uh, both can be healed and both patterns can be rewritten so let's talk about that today so first and foremost curses I mean when I myself think about like a curse the first thing I think about is intentional negative energy or some kind of like dark energy being sent to you. Like for example, um, hatred, but when it's done intentionally, I mean, there's rituals, there's ceremonies, there's stuff that you can do as it relates to energy. We can't be naive, you know, there's dark and light always. And I mean, you would be surprised, but uh, the war we're having here in the world right now is World War Three, and it's actually happening in our minds we are being attacked in our minds and that is a, a type of spiritual warfare that is happening right now and even since the 1900s they've they've have been studying ways to get into the heads of people get into the consciousness of people and to use energy in a upside down dark way in fact even astrology you know it's so interesting because like facebook or instagram you know they don't necessarily push out a lot of the spiritual astrological things, because because they're wanting to really keep it in the way that you and I wouldn't have access to it. Like for example, J.P. Morgan Chase. Chase. He was the founder of Chase Bank. He's been quoted as saying, "Millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do." And so they all use these energies for their own purpose, and they don't. They wouldn't want the public or someone of lower class than them to have access to this so we can't be naive and say that people don't send negative energy out to others and like I said coming from Mexico those stories were very common like my grandma believed very much in that stuff like for example um, sending curses to someone because of infidelities or jealousy or where they would say uh, a lot of the times they were uh, there was a lot of ignorance too like if somebody died suddenly like um, cancer when my grandma was young she was born in 1933 it's not like they really knew about cancer a lot of people died and I think it was maybe cancer but they just didn't know how to diagnose it right but some people would have like heart attacks or they would have they'd be murdered my grandfather was actually murdered Um, things like that where they believed heavily that that was some type of curse, some type of energy being done intentionally to them. And there, in in the pueblos where we come from, you know, there there are women that practice these dark mag- magic, you know, and and uh, and I would call them a witch. But when I when people hear the word witch, right away they think bad, and and actually that's the the patriarchy did that on purpose because the true meaning of the word witch. Is one that is connected to the elements. So like nature, fire, wind, all of those different aspects of the human experience, your intuition. And so back like in before the patriarchy took over, we were a matriarchal society. And women are represented by the moon, men represented by the sun. Women would go out and practice ritual and ceremony under the moon, and they would activate their powers. I mean, we're so intuitive, ladies, like. When especially when we're on our moon cycle In, in ancient villages, they wouldn't even allow you to be part of the ceremonies that they were doing if you were on your moon cycle because your intuition is so powerful that it could affect and impact what was happening in the ceremony. But unfortunately, when the patriarchy wanted to strip us of our power because they wanted to basically take away our sovereignty, they started to make these things look bad. And how many witches were burned at the stake? And that's one of the things that we as women, one of the deepest ancestral karmic cycles, which I'll be doing a whole podcast episode on uh, here very soon. But one of the deepest, darkest uh, ancestral karma, it's not a curse, it's a karmic pattern, is the witch wound. And the witch wound is basically your ancestors and maybe they were persecuted, killed, burned at the stake because they were healers if you didn't follow the tradition traditional path of pharmaceuticals or or whatever the government was giving and you were using herbs or you were using natural things to heal yourself all of a sudden you were a witch and way back you know if you used your intuition or you know tarot card readers astrologers right you you weren't allowed to and if you did they would burn you and, and our ancestors that went through that, that lives in our bloodline, ladies. And that's when we start to activate our powers. My intuition is so powerful. And the reason it's so powerful is because there's a specific sound frequency that I chant every single day. It's from Kundalini Yoga. And Jogi Bhajan said that if you would chant this sound frequency, because it's a sound frequency created through the energy or science of energy. It, what it does is that the intuition is not, you can even relate it to the brain. It's not difficult to understand. It's having specific glands of the brain functioning correctly. They don't function correctly because we have trauma. But when they function correctly, you have the sixth sense. It's been proven even by nature that we're all psychic. Like I've shared with many people before when 9-11 happened, there's a a resonance called the Schumann resonance that is basically measures the electromagnetic field of mother earth. It's done by science by NASA, there's a website for this and and it vibrates the electromagnetic field which protects us from like solar flares and all these different things. It vibrates at a certain uh, Hertz level frequency. Well, when a lot of things are happening in the collective consciousness in the world like there's tragedies or things of that nature or a lot of fear there that shifts and changes it it gets bigger and higher and higher for 9-11 when 9-11 was happening before the planes even hit the twin towers the schumann resonance was already vibrating completely off the scales meaning me and you as human beings already had a feeling that something was going to happen And that's the same thing as like animals, you know, like if there's a big storm coming or an earthquake or something like that, the birds will start leaving or, you know, they'll they'll intuitively know. Well, you and I have the same, we are nature. We are like the seed of the sequoia tree, right? All of us are the same, but we don't activate these powers because we were taught to be scared of them because we have a lot of, energy blockages, which that's what traumas are. And we have these karmic patterns that block us from our powers and keep us in the fear of you were killed one, one lifetime because of this power. So are you sure you want to use it again? So this is a very, very important aspect of the healing journey, especially as it relates to ancestral karma. But curses, when I think about curses, it's something that was definitely done intentionally. Like I said, there was a mantra or or frequency or, or words that were used specifically to hurt you to hurt your lineage to hurt somebody in in or everyone around you right and these curses don't necessarily always attack everyone and they may skip generations as well but a lot of the times we may not understand like why somebody dies very young or gets cancer and all these different things in either case the thing about curses that we need to understand is that you can't give your power away to that if that was the case if curse if curses have that much power i mean they have power over someone who's weak in the mind meaning if you are someone who has no spiritual intimacy no connection to god and you don't live in high states of high frequency meaning gratitude uh faith And all of that, happiness, true happiness, fulfillment, humility, all of that, ladies, we cannot get that if we don't have a stable nervous system. So the inner work that I teach, it equates biophysically to the changes that happen in your body, emotionally, so that you can sustain these frequencies. Because any being who is in high frequency cannot, there can be no energy attacks, There can be no, nothing can be done against them. Energy cannot be destroyed. We're still talking about Jesus Christ today. Jesus Christ knew what was going to happen. He did not suffer on the cross like we're told. That's another thing that religion tells us to feel guilty and to be, look at how we're sinners and, and, and he, and Jesus Christ had to give your, his life for you. In fact, let me show you uh, crosses and pictures of him bleeding. So you can see how, what a bad person you are. Jesus Christ did not suffer on that cross. He, he was a sage. He was a Yogi. He prepared for that. He it's impossible to think he suffered if he was able to be on that cross and say, forgive them father for they know not what they do. He knew he was in a body and he was always connected to the spiritual, uh, guidance of God. And that's why we're still talking about Christ today same thing with you and me or the people that have made big impacts in this world you know they may have physically been just their body been dissolved but we're still talking about their legacy lives right and that's why none of us should be afraid to die instead what legacy am i leaving right what impact do i want my offspring my children and their children to actually enjoy instead of me always being in low frequency vibrations Meaning I'm always, I haven't dealt with my traumas. I haven't dealt with my shadows. I haven't dealt with the patterns in my ancestral lineage, which means I'm always in a bad mood. I'm depressed. I have anxiety. I don't have a stable nervous system, which means I'm weak, which means if anybody sends me dark energy or there are things trying to be come into me because that's what's happening in this matrix, then it's going to be very easy for me to get sick, to have mental health problems and all these other things because I don't know who I am because I haven't done the work to face my shadows. And so that's where people become victims and they're like, oh, I have bad luck or God is punishing me. Or there's probably people that are jealous of me. If that was the case, we'd all be cursed and doomed and dead because everyone is jealous of someone in their life, right? And not everyone is that powerful to do all of that to your life. So we give our power away when we even believe things like this. And so as it relates to curses, you can imagine it's something being done intentionally to you, your bloodline or your lineage, which does happen. Now, karma, karma, I wouldn't necessarily say it's done intentionally. Karma means action, which it doesn't have to be good or bad. The action has a, a, an effect, right? So whatever you do, and this is the reason why most of us get lost in this, is that we're all God and drag walking each other back home. Whatever you're doing to your brother or your sister, you're doing to yourself. Action means, karma means action, meaning the universe is perfectly fair. There there is no God sitting on a chair somewhere that's judging you, saying you're good or you're bad. The place that I'm heading to for the next almost two weeks is all about God self-realization and how the gods basically created a better and more understandable experience, relationship, personal relationship with humans, that there was no God that was judging and saying, good job, bad job. That's actually created through society, the program that's created through our parents and they did the best they could. And ultimately we have the tools in this lifetime, like Jogi, like uh, Jesus Christ to neutralize the mind like he was on the cross and didn't judge him, his crucifixion. That was his incarnation's purpose. That was the last way we need to learn, by the way. None of us are ever going to need to learn as much as the deep way that he learned. We can all learn through forgiveness and acceptance. And, and again, it goes back to the nervous system, right? But every action that we take, we basically are creating a rippling effect. And a lot of people, and this is where I'm like, wow, people that do do curses or send out intentional energy to people, man, that's why your lineage is suffering so much. And that could be in my lineage and your lineage too. If, if you had somebody who was sending curses to someone else, that maybe that person got away with it in their lifetime. And did they really? Because people that need to send curses to someone else, they're not living. They're, they're dead already, (laughs) but if they do, I mean, the rippling effect of that karma, now that's where the real karma happens because what happens is that their offspring, right? Their children, you wonder why there's a lot of addiction, a lot of uh, sexual abuse, a lot of all of these different things, but it, instead of it hitting your lineage, because they tried to intentionally take your power, it's like that karma falls back down to their bloodline. Because it has to be paid. It's a debt that has to be paid. Or they themselves reincarnate, of course. Because this is all a, all of us have karma or else we wouldn't reincarnate. And the reason we reincarnate is to clear the karma. To do the work that Jesus Christ did. Like a yogi, meditate, neutralize the mind so that you're not judging. He saw everyone as himself. God and drag walking to the back home. He saw everyone as powerful as himself. There's even a, a place in the Bible where he says, you know, I'm butchering it, but I'll summarize it. But he says, you know, I'm leaving this physical body because you all are worshiping me and you're not listening to what I'm telling you, that what is in me is in you. And that the reason that is, is because I can forgive myself and forgive you because I, you and I are the same. The reason why we make miracles difficult in our life is because there is no difficulty in miracles just the way there's no difficulty in forgiveness. But yet, we make it difficult. We make miracles difficult because we can't forgive. And that goes back to our nervous system. <laughs> so our nervous systems are fried, right? We consume information all day. Our brains are fried. You know, I've said many times how doctors say you give your kid, your child under seven years old a, a phone in today's day and age. It's like giving them vodka, and by the time they're nine years old, their brains are completely fractured and, and destroyed. Same thing with us as adults. If you went through emotional trauma, your brain does not function. There are, if we took a scan of your brain, it would not look like a healthy, vibrant, blood-flowing brain. It would look like a like a prune, like a dried-up um, fruit. Uh, that is why a lot of us need to stop judging people, especially like with addictions and stuff like that, because it's not behavioral. Their brain and their nervous system is not functioning. So they're on a pattern, a complete pattern where there's no awareness, right? So if we go back to doing the work to heal our nervous system, there's no pharmaceutical, there's no pill for that. Yet in this day and age, we have the tools. Then what happens? If you heal the nervous system, the language of your ancestors is of emotions. And if you heal the nervous system, you can be in the neutral mind more, to be in an intimate relationship with the divinity, with God, to help you create a miracle, which is the shift in perception about whatever grievances you're still holding on to. But you can't do that without a stable nervous system and without uh, with the fractured brain. And the way to heal a nervous system and the brain is through breathing techniques, chanting, specific mantras, and also meditation. Because through that you create the space and you create a new sound. Your traumas, your ancestral karma, which is in your DNA, was passed down to you and created through sound. So the only way to change that pattern is by put in putting a new sound, which is why I chant every single day, long con cars for two and a half hours and. You get to a point where you're gone beyond the ancestral karmic patterns. You're healing. You're evolving your soul. You're living in high frequency. So it doesn't matter what is happening outside of you. This is sovereignty. You are on your dharmic purpose. And you can go on beautiful trips if that's what calls your heart. Live in prosperity and abundance in all areas of your life, ladies. Not just in your business, with your relationships and your husband's conscious conscious relationships not only with your husbands, but with your children and with your family. Because that's one of the things that the sad, that's one of the saddest things that is happening right now. And it's being done on purpose. I was just listening to Greg Braden, who's amazing uh, scientist, also a spiritual teacher. And he was talking about how all of us in our families, you know, we get our information from different sources based on your age, right? Some, maybe you as a parent get your information from Facebook or Instagram, or maybe you still watch the news versus your kids, you know, they might be on TikTok, they might be on Snapchat or whatever they're on. And you might be on all of them. In any case, there's still different sources of information. And the thing that we people don't understand is that there, you are a number on a database and AI, artificial intelligence knows more about you than you know about you. (laughs) the deep, dark state, I would call it, is obsessed with analytics and data to, to know what you're going to do and to also be able to program you. And so what's happening is that they're serving different people, different media, different marketing propaganda. Hitler did this really well. I went to the Washington, D.C. Holocaust Museum and they were, there was a whole exhibit of uh, Hitler and how he basically convinced all of those people to kill all of those Jewish people. And that's actually one of the things, before I forget, that's one of the, the most common ancestral karmic like uh, patterns that you'll see. In fact, during that time in Germany, there was a, a purposely, and this is, we need to be careful because I see this happening right now. Purposely during that time, they created a famine. Where they basically would not, they, they didn't, uh, they re, they reduced the amount of food that was being given to people on purpose. What is happening today? Let's be conscious and aware. That's why we got to get sovereign mind, body, spirit, growing our food and all of those different things, right? Buying land is very important right now and water. And so those children, it was noted that they, they were a starved and the mothers that were pregnant with those with those children basically those children grew up to be overweight or completely needing food just this starvation with a higher percentage of depression of course and anxiety and that is how the ancestral karmic patterns are passed down to you and you see how it's even done from a a level of programming and this is what i mean about the families you know they're they're all of us are making decisions about our own personal sovereignty as it relates to our bodies our mind and our spirit and and what's happening is that they're serving propaganda specifically to each family member in a way that will trigger them in a way that will trigger their deepest wounds and fears it's almost like that movie uh, birdcage is it called birdcage yes it is i think it's birdcage and uh, with sandra bullock and is I hope it's Sandra Bullock and I'm, I always mess her up. I confuse Sandra Bullock and this other one actress all the time. But in this movie, it's super scary. You know, like they show people their, their biggest fears and then the person commits suicide. We have a high rate of fentanyl addiction overdoses. We have a high rate of suicide. And the media or basically the ads and your algorithm the things that are being shown to you are things that are going to trigger an emotional chemical reaction because that basically makes you or your immune system weaker, which can get make you sick easier. But what's worse is that then these people were all as a family, then coming to the dinner table, if that still happens in your family, right? Or not even come to a dinner table anymore, but you might be not even talking to a family member anymore in your home because you are in disagreement about the vaccine, or you're in disagreement about um, women's rights, or all these other things that they flood into the mainstream, into the media as algorithms so that we can get triggered. Because we won't come back to social media if we're not triggered. That doesn't create a chemical response. But if we're triggered and we have a chemical response, then yeah, that's gonna make us come back. So everything everything is done basically premeditated. And so you need to learn to be sovereign enough by doing the meditation work so that you can discern what is true and what is not and make decisions for yourself not from whatever is being basically funneled through this mainstream and so that is one of the saddest things that is happening where the ancestral karma instead of getting better it's getting worse because back in the day you know our ancestors still I mean, they tried to work it out. There was a lot of colonization, obviously, and murder and all these different things. But now the war, I mean, the reason that the world is in such a a upheaval is because there's war at home. There's war at home. And the thing about that is, is that as a woman, if you don't do the healing work, everything in your home is going to fall apart because we carry all of our relationships in the aura, right in your auric field. And if your auric field is filled with fear, anger, worry, depression, anxiety, you better believe the people around you are also going to be experiencing that as well. And that's why the women have also been kept asleep, have been kept afraid of their power so that they could not awaken the heart coherence and be sovereign enough to lift themselves up, which then lifts their generation and their families up. And so ancestral karmic work is the most important work we can be doing right now. And it sounds like it's difficult, but it really isn't because these karmic patterns, or even if you believe that there's some kind of curse that went through your bloodline, they were created through sound and they can be changed through sound. And thank God we now have the tools to do that because 60 years ago, ladies, we, would, we didn't even have access to Kundalini Yoga technology. You had to be a king. You had to be a yogi to access these sacred sound frequencies. Why? Because they didn't want everyone to self-realize. They didn't want everyone to prosper and to be sovereign, right? They wanted the different classes. Well, in the age of Aquarius, we all have access to all of these tools. The thing is, you still have to do the work. Just the way Jesus Christ left from age twelve to age thirty-three to train and to get into that neutral mind and to go teach others how to rebirth in this physical body, you are here to do that as well. That's the Christ consciousness that's awakening in all of us. It's not the, Christ is not going to come from the sky and save us. <laughs> Good luck with that. Christ is awakening in us. But the only way Christ consciousness is going to awaken in us is if we do the work to release the traumatic memories from the body, change our DNA, heal ourselves, which heals seven generations before and after us, and truly crown ourselves and learn to accept the truth, which is that God herself is experiencing herself through you. And this is the big awakening that is happening in this world. So as you can see, karma and curses are two different things. In either case, it doesn't matter what it is you believe. I really would guide you to not give away your power to believing that you're cursed. Like that is even saying that out loud is ridiculous. However, ancestral karma does exist. It does exist. And so we can change those patterns by introducing the new sound and by allowing yourself to truly, truly be disciplined and committed. Because at this point in time, discipline and commitment is going to take you to thriving during a time when everyone else is dealing with their subconscious karmic patterns. So one of the things I did is I created this uh, wonderful one-hour masterclass. It is uh, actually a really good overview of my three-step SWC method. So this is the SWC method that I created to clear ancestral karmic patterns, which I carried so many of them, ladies. And I became really aware of so much of my past lifetimes my own ancestry my ancestors even thousands and thousands of years ago because this work really allows you to get deep somebody asked me recently if it had to do anything with the akash with the akashic records and the akashic records is basically the book of life it's it's uh your soul's imprint and the story of your soul ever since its conception and it is similar to that because we do access the akash like there's a there's uh, basically meditations in essence that specifically work on that energetic body or that area of, it It lies as an imprint within, this, within the energetic body that you are. And there are specific meditations that tap into that. So as you start to do these meditations, what happens is that you rewrite the pattern in the Akash, but also you, I love it because you tap into the downloads. So like I've shared with you all, with this work that I've done myself, I've been able to go back to 12,000 years and access uh, DNA information and memories that I didn't even know I had. And through that, and by raising my frequency, my son and I were able to actually physically see an ancestor from a very long time ago. Uh, we would say at least 12,000 years ago um, in, the, in Maui, which I share all that story a lot with my community which is why you know I'm so devoted and committed to this work because the once we start breaking these patterns this whole entire world will heal and especially as it relates to women of color those of us that have been through a lot of trauma not just in this in this incarnation but in our lineage this is the time there's no better time to truly truly build and create a legacy that your bloodline and your ancestors are highly encouraging you to move forward with. So check out that free master class. It's a, my exact three-step method SWC method to breaking these ancestral karmic patterns. I go really deeply into it, I explain ancestral karma even a little bit more and you can even ask me questions there. There's a chat. So if anything does come up, you can pick a time that works for you and just allow yourself that hour to just be with the entire uh, information that gets downloaded to you. Your body will start to really respond whether this is something that is for you or not. In fact, right at the beginning of my masterclass, I tell you who this is for and who it's not for. So you're not going to waste your time. You're going to know immediately because there is a, it does take a a specific (laughs) sovereign woman to say yes to this work. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying some people are just not karmically ready to their nervous systems. Their consciousness is just not karmically ready to do this. And it's not, there's no rush. You know, we had lots of lifetimes. You cannot rush your healing, but if you're being called to, to, to this type of work, or if you're listening to this today, then I highly recommend that you go check out that free masterclass so you can get a little bit more information. So that's really exciting that um, now that we are able to talk about this a little bit more freely, that more of us can actually heal, especially these deep fears about stepping into our authentic power. So I'd like to thank you for holding space for me today and for allowing me to share what my own experience has been as it relates to this very important subject matter. I will be back next week. I can't promise you what day or what time just because I'm going to be traveling a lot. I am going to the land of the gods. So I am going to be visiting the beautiful country of Greece. So we are going to be visiting all of the uh, archaeological sites. This is a, a very important pilgrimage that we're doing, myself and my family. We're going to be first in uh, the beautiful island of Crete. And Crete is so diverse in in what you can do there, but there's a lot of history as it relates to our ancient ancestors, which I'm really excited to to connect with that energy there. And then we're gonna be spending another like four or five days in the capital, which is Athens. And this is where the the bigger um, archeological sites are which are like um, zoos and all of the Athena um, Palace and all of those things. And, and what I'm really excited about is, is visiting where they actually hosted the Ellisonian Mysteries, which I, I when I came back from the Peruvian jungle, um, after I experienced Mother Ayahuasca, like I spent months just, I, I was so called to study the Ellisonian Mysteries. And I just like dove into learning about them, which was like this um, uh, ceremony that was held in Greece that basically everyone would be allowed to come and join in the ceremony and not a lot is known about it because it was a secret. But um, you would be allowed to come once in your lifetime and basically you would uh, uh, accept the atonement, awaken enlightenment. It was a beautiful ritual where, again, because back then the gods did not... They, they interacted with human beings in a way that was not good and bad. It was literally like, basically like friends, you know? And this is the type of relationship that God is trying to remind us all of having now. It's a personal relationship. You can talk to God, but a lot of us can't do that if there's a lot of trauma happening. So I'm just so pumped, so excited, so humbled to be able to visit these sacred lands with my family that um, I will find some time to go live out there. But honestly, I'm just going to follow my intuition. And as, as as God is guiding me, if I feel called to do a podcast from over there, then I will. And if I don't, then I won't. And the reason I'm saying that is because I want to be as present as possible while I'm there, just because there's so much that I already feel my soul is going to evolve into and progress and and heal and transform from being there that, you know, they they say, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And I I know what that feels like now, because I'm really, I've been just, my soul has been looking forward to this for such a long time. So I hope to bring you all some amazing energy from over there, a lot more uh, wisdom as it relates to our ancestors, as I do hope to connect to many more ancestors, especially in that sacred, sacred land. And like I said, just look out for my uh, Instagram lives. If you do uh, push on the little bell on my profile, you will get notified every time I do go live. So that'll help you a lot. And of course, if you're catching this on the podcast, thank you so much for, for joining, for sharing, for being part of our community. Mm-hmm. If uh, you know there are other women out there that are being called to this, of course, holy work, very sacred work, please share as well in this podcast, in this uh, episode, so that we can welcome them and have them join us along on this beautiful movement of reclaiming our sovereignty in all areas of our life. Thank you all so much. Be blessed and I'll be in touch with you all soon.